Yeah. Let's take them back. Uh huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mommy kissing the girl. Confusion occurs coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I wanna live good. I sell for a full finger ring. One of them go ropes. Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin coat. If I can move a few packs, I get the hat. Now that'd be dope. Tossed and turned in my sleep that night. Woke up the next morning, stole my bike. Different day, same shit. Nothing good in the hood. I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could. Made it a love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead and be me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Hated the love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gon' shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead and be me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere. Okay, so okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 200 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Yes, indeed. This is the 200th episode of this podcast I call Electrified. Uh, listen, I'm not going to hold y'all up. I did the sappy stuff last episode where I spent five epi- five minutes on it. Uh, just thank you to you all, everybody who was listening to this right now. Thank you. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Because this episode is going to be jam-packed, and I don't want to spend too much time on me. I got business to handle here. All right? Okay, I'll probably write everybody a letter or something, send it in the mail, send it on a pigeon. I might send a raven. You know what I mean? I might put something in my notes, screenshot, and send it to you. I don't know, man. But all I know is, it's Super Bowl weekend. LeBron James has passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and has become the NBA's scoring king. The NBA trade deadline has come and go, and everything happened that could have happened. All right? We got a big matchup tomorrow. Like I said, it's Super Bowl weekend. All right? It's UFC tonight. Uh... What else we got to talk about, man? It's just so much to talk about. I don't want to hold this up. I I just really want to get right into it and get to the nitty gritty and the meat and potatoes of why we are here on this Saturday afternoon. All right. So. Obviously, obviously, we're, we're going to be starting in L.A. with LeBron James breaking that record. And I, you know what, man? There's no more debates to be had. There's no more debates to be had. There, there's nothing left to say. There, there's no counter arguments you can give me. Because if you're going to just talk about rings, I don't want to talk to you. There's no more debate, man. There's no more debate. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest. He's the greatest of all time. Point blank, period. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. The 2003 NBA Draft was held on June 26, 2003. June 26, 2003. Do y'all know where I was at June 26, 2003? I was four going on five years old. I turned five August 2nd of 2003. So that means when October rolled around, the NBA season started, I was five years old. I turned 25 in August of this year. That means LeBron James has been dominating the game of basketball, dominating the NBA, and playing at an elite level for 20 years. 20 years. Nobody else can say that. Nobody. Nobody. Year in, year out. This man has been hands down the best on the planet you know they, every year 
they want to take that crown off of him so bad, especially the last five. They say, oh, Giannis, oh, KD. It's him, it's him, it's this guy, it's that guy. But still, here we are, 38 years old. He's still doing it, man. He hasn't fallen off. He hasn't hit a wall. He hasn't fallen off a cliff. He's still averaging. Fam, the numbers right now, this season, like today, he's averaging 30.2 per game. 30.2 per game. 8.5 rebounds. 7 assists. One still. Lakers goes to the playoffs this year. LeBron James ain't getting MVP. Whoever else get it, it don't matter. Seriously. Seriously. They got he he's been robbed of an MVP so many times, man. Like it's a crime that he only has four. It's a crime. It's a crime. It really is. But he's the GOAT, man. He's the GOAT. He is, man. Eight straight finals appearances. I don't care how many he lost. Eight straight. Eight straight. Guys go there one time sometimes and never get back. Franchises go one time and don't get back. There are some franchises with no finals appearances. And he had a streak. That's crazy. That's crazy. Fam, between the Heat and the Cavs, in the 2010s, LeBron was just, he was putting the East away. Putting the East away. It was so bad. That they had to say that all oh, the East is just so easy. Was it? Or was he was or was just LeBron that good, man? Think about the teams that he was putting away, the Raptors. Every year. His impact was so strong that the year that LeBron left and went to the Lakers, the following year, the Raptors all of a sudden win a championship when Kawhi gets there. It took for LeBron to leave, for Dwayne Casey to get fired, <laughs> for the Raptors to get a championship. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. The big three Celtics put them away when he got to Miami. Turned them into the Brooklyn big three. That's tough. Ray Allen ain't even want to go play with them again. That's tough. We talk about the Paul George Pacers. what they win? Nothing. Y'all talk about, oh, MVP Derrick Rose. what those Bulls teams win? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Then, in the later stages... Like, still in the East, with the Cavs, 2018, I mean, it was really like LeBron and just random folks on his team at that point. No Kyrie, MK Love, Tristan Thompson, and a a bunch of extras, a bunch of NPCs. The Celtics took him to the brink. He took them to the crib, went to the finals again. It's amazing, man. Longevity. Longevity. Consistency. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I'm no LeBron James. But when I look at myself and what I'm doing with this, it'll be five years in September. Just five. That's a big accomplishment. It's my 200th episode. But could you imagine doing the same thing 
over and over and over and over and being great at it for 20 years? Over 1,400 games, over 38,000 points score? That's insane. That is wild. It's wild. You look at his, you know, the the wars he's had with the with the Warriors, and, and you look at how the three one coming back from three one changed everything. They had to go get KD to stop him. Literally, that's what happened. They had to go get KD to stop that man. Because they knew it was over. Bron's impact is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you want to talk about the finals? Let's talk about the finals. All right. Let's talk about it. He takes the the young Cleveland team that you probably would look at that roster and couldn't name or, or put a name to a face of a single person on that roster. Somehow got them to the finals. Took out the Pistons to get there. The former NBA champion Pistons took them out. Went up against the Spurs team. All right. That ain't work out. Goes to Miami. When Miami wasn't really nothing but a, you know, after this 06 season, Miami was kind of middle of the playoff type of team, right? Barely, barely really in the mix. LeBron goes there. Everybody comes with him. Goes to the finals immediately. Lose one, win two, lose one. Goes back to Cleveland. Still don't think he should have did that. What happens that, I mean, Cleveland was, what was Cleveland before or after LeBron? (laughs) They're back in the playoffs. They're back in the finals. Brought a championship back to the city in 2016. Gives them a couple more years. Leaves. Goes to L.A. First year in L.A. is trash. They get a they get AD twenty twenty pandemic year. Say what you want about the bubble ring, it still counts. One of the hardest rings, in my opinion. I had this conversation with y'all. I don't care who would have won in the bubble. I would still say it. I'm not saying it because it's LeBron. If the Heat would have won, hell, if the Celtics would have won, I would have said the same thing. Fam, they were in Orlando, in like dorm style hotels. Like they weren't living lavish. They were away from their families. They running home. There's a pandemic going on. There, there's black people out there dying in the streets from police brutality. There was so much going on at that time that was bigger than basketball. It was hard to focus. No fans. It's a completely different environment. Brings a championship and brings rele- He brought relevancy back to the Lakers. Because who the hell was thinking about the Lakers after COVID retired? Hell, take it a step further. God rest his soul. But who the hell was thinking about the Lakers after what? 2011, 2012? I mean, fam. I hadn't seen Kobe back in the finals. I had. Where was he? Where were the Lakers? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. The numbers are there. The numbers are there. If you want to talk about that bald head man that played in Chicago and then finished his career in D.C., we can talk about him. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because in the eight, all the uh, the last dance showed me was in the 80s, Jordan was getting his ass whooped by the Pistons and the Celtics. That's all I saw. Then they get him help because you can't win by yourself. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, all these guys come and they help him. Now, granted, the ball man was playing some good ball. Not saying he wasn't. All I'm saying is he had a cast around him, always did, for those six championships. My goat can't say the same thing. The Bulls were a super team. Don't act like they weren't. The Bulls were a super team. Closest thing Braun had to that was probably Miami. Understand what I'm saying? 
So if he finished his career in Miami, he never left Miami. We only talking about he got four rings. All right, I can see where you're coming from. But he did. It's not where he started. It's not where he finished. But when you talk about the ball man individually, take the rings away. We talk about individual numbers. LeBron James, career regular season, career regular season, 27.2, 7.5, The ball man. Y'all listening? My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. My apologies. I read the wrong numbers. Wow. Wow. Hold on. I need a side by side, man. That's what I really need. Hold on. Let me type that in. Let me punch that in. The stat muse ain't update everything. That's a problem. <sighs> Let's see. Let's see. Let's get a good comparison. Anything recent, man. Sport. Here we go. Here we go. Now, this is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, here we go. Here we go. All time. Points. Jordan, 30.1. LeBron, 27.2. Rebounds. LeBron, 7.5. Jordan, 6.2. Assists. LeBron, 7.3. Jordan, 5.3. Steals. Jordan, 2.3. LeBron, 1.5. Same amount of average blocks, 0.8. Field goal percentage. LeBron, 50.5. Jordan, 49.7. Three-point percentage. LeBron, 34.4. 32.7. Ball man, 83.5. LeBron, 73.5. Free throw percentage. All time. Okay. Totals. Total games. LeBron, 14-10. Ball man, 10-72. Points, 38-390. Ball man, 32-292. Rebounds, LeBron, 10,583. Ball man, 6,672. Assist, LeBron, 10,354. Ball man, 5,633. Steals, ball man, 2514. LeBron, 2179. Blocks, LeBron, 1065. Ball man, 893. Minutes played, LeBron, 53-70-42. Ball man, 41-11. Like, where, where do y'all want to go next? Y'all want to go to playoffs? Do y'all want to go playoffs? Or what do you wanna, y'all want to go to there? What, what do y'all want to do, man? What do you want to do? Y'all want to do playoff numbers all time? Let's do playoff numbers all time. Games. LeBron, 266. Ball man, 179. Points. LeBron, 7,631. Ball man, 598. 5,987. Rebounds. LeBron, 2,391. Ballman, 1152. Assists. LeBron, 1919. Ballman, 1022. Steals. LeBron, 453. Ballman, 376. Blocks. LeBron, 252. Ballman, 158. Minutes played. LeBron, 11,035. Ballman, 7474. Want to do accolades? Let's do accolades. Championships are team accomplishment, but let's put them there. Ballman, six. LeBron, four. MVPs. Ballman, five. LeBron, four. Finals MVPs. Ballman, six. LeBron, four. All NBA. LeBron, 18. Ballman, 11. All defense. Ballman, nine. LeBron, six. All star, 19 for LeBron, 14 for the Ballman. Ballman did a lot of scoring because he don't pass. So he got 10 scoring titles to LeBron's one. That's fine. That's okay. LeBron has 10 finals appearances, though. 10 of them. Compared to Ballman 6. Don't care if he went 6 for 6. That's a team thing. Don't care about that. Look how long it took him for, them, for him to get there, though. Understand what I'm saying? So, I, I I really don't care about the ball, man. I don't. I don't. LeBron James is the better overall player. He's the better better all-around player. 
He is. He's a team player. You say he's passed first, but he's got some of the most clutch moments ever. He's one of the most clutchest players, most clutch players ever. The numbers don't lie. The film does not lie. Point blank. Don't care about the ball, man. Don't. Don't care about him. His last season in Washington, for whatever reason, when he came back, was trash. LeBron, 38 years old, still playing like he's 25. There's a difference, man. Longevity. Consistency. Words of the day. Longevity and consistency. All right? Don't care about the ball, man. Talking about the king. The GOAT. The greatest of all time. Now, I'm glad that Shaq put Brown on the spot. Brown won't say it. I'll say it for him. You the GOAT, Brown. You the greatest ever. But here's what Brown had to say in response to Shaq's question. LeBron, last question. <clears throat> I said at the beginning of the show, I wish uh, that I would have had this moment the chance to pass up Kareem. You now have passed up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I know what my attitude would have been. Does this now make you the greatest player of all time? Are you now the GOAT? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm gonna let everybody else, uh, you know, decide who that is or just talk about it. But it's great, it's great barbershop uh, talk. You oh know, for no, me, I, I want to hear you say listen, it, big Bron, fella. Bron. Listen, big fella. I, I, I want to hear you say it, Bron, Bron. Me personally, it, Bron. I, I, me personally, say it with you know, your I'm chest, always, Bron, I'm gonna take Bron. myself. I'm gonna take myself <laughs> against anybody that's ever played this game. Um, you know, but everyone's gonna have their favorite. Everyone's gonna, you know, decide who they who, who their favorite is. But um, I know what I've brought to the table. I know what I bring to the table every single night, and, and what I can. What I can do out on this floor. So, um, you know, I always feel like I'm the best to ever play this game. But, you know, there's so many other great ones, and I'm happy to just be a part of their, uh, part of their journey. Just say it, man. You're the GOAT. You're the GOAT. I think for me, the argument was over after the 3-1. I think him, Kyrie, and that Cavs team, I don't think anybody else, I don't think Jordan was going to do that. I don't think KD could have done that. Nope. 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 Giannis, nope. Don't do it. Don't think so. I think that the, that that type of leadership, that type of fire only comes from LeBron, man. Only he's leading the team back from 3-1. Same way I think about Brady coming back from 28-3. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is doing that. I don't. Only only two players I think about when I think about big comebacks in the NFL in, in that type of moment, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. NBA, LeBron James. End the end the story, end the story, end the story. Nobody's going to catch up to LeBron in points all time. That's not going to happen. He has a chance to get forty thousand if he wants to. Nobody's going to catch him. Nobody's going to catch that record. That's his. That's the LeBron James scoring title. End the story. He's top five in points and assists. That's insane. Like when they pull out. Like with like threes made assists. When they pull out these type of things, LeBron is always on these lists somehow. Twenty years later, he's still doing it. Go look back at that two thousand three draft class. Where are they now? Yeah, Chris Paul's still in the league, but what is he doing? Getting A's on group projects. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, y'all want to talk? Let's talk. Let's have a conversation, man. There is no more debates for me. Like, at this point in my life, like, I remember five years ago, five, six years ago, what was that, 2016, that summer, you know, going into my college, my uh, freshman year of college, this was after the 3 1, right? This was June of 2016. I had a debate with guys I would, you know, end up being friends with about LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe. And I was I was debating until I was red in the face for the king. I ain't gotta do that no more, man. I don't. I don't. All I gotta do is print out the stats, print out the list, print out, show you pictures of him breaking the all time record. Um, you know, and then please don't say nothing to me if the Lakers somehow manage to get a championship this year. Please don't say a word to me. You there's nothing you'll be able to say to me. At all. So, prepare for that. Okay. But, yeah, I, I just don't see me having to argue anymore, man. You come listen to this episode. 
I'll print it. I'll print the numbers out for you. I'll show you. I'll show you pictures. I'll show you highlights of him in, in Cleveland, him in Miami, him in Cleveland again, him in LA. I'll, I'll show you all of that. But th- there won't be any words coming out of my mouth. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to debate you. I don't have that energy anymore. LeBron is him. He's the goat. That's all I'll say. And then I'll show you my proof. And then I'll walk away from you. That's it. So, congratulations, LeBron James, the king, the goat. The best of all time, TBE, the best ever, the greatest of all time, the GOAT, LeBron James. Now, staying on the NBA side of things, uh, this week was interesting for the NBA. We, we, we got to, this last couple weeks, you know, leading up to the trade deadline. Let's, let's look at what happened, look at who got moved and how it happened. And I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if y'all have, have, have seen for whatever reason, second round picks in the NBA, not only are they in abundance, but they just throwing them around like the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like nobody cares about their second round picks in the NBA because Jay Crowder was traded for five of them. I, if Jay Crowder is worth five second round picks in the NBA, I might be worth 10. So, a lot happened in the NBA, and, and I just want to say, like, I, I think this is already something we knew. I think this is already something that we, we already agreed on as a whole. But the NBA trade deadline, bar none. No other league does it like them. The MLB, the NFL, the NHL, the MLS, FIFA, whoever the hell else. Nobody does it like the NBA. The NBA trade deadline will always be the most entertaining day for the business side of sports. That, their free agency, it's, it's just great. It's drama. It, it's it's all what I need, man. It's, it's everything you could ask for. It's uncertainty, right? It's surprising. It's great. It's, it's entertainment. I love NBA trade deadline day. It, nothing, it's nothing better than it at all. All right. I think my favorite as a Heat fan, oh, also, just to make this clear, I am a, we already know I'm a LeBron uh, stan. We already know that. But I am a LeBron Heat Mavs fan. All right. So the Heat, the Mavs, and LeBron, those are my teams. All right. I didn't know if y'all knew that or not. All right. But back when I was just a Heat and LeBron fan, before I was a Mavs fan, before Luka came around. What was this, man? 2017 deadline day when uh, LeBron decided that uh, it was time to send good old Wade back home, man. That was a good day, man. That was a good day. Was that 17 or 18? No, 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 no. That was 17, I think. One of those years, man. I can't remember. I'm getting old. But I remember, man, when, when, when LeBron sent Wade from Cleveland back to Miami, I almost, I was leaving, uh, what class was that? I think it was my graphic design class. Left that class, I'm walking. Phone going off. Because it was on Do Not Disturb. I look. D-Wade traded to the Miami Heat. I almost dropped to my knees and cried. Tears of joy. Tears of joy. Because I remember my freshman year, I would wear my Miami uh, Wade Jersey, but he was gone already, right? It's great, great to see him come back home. But this deadline day was insane, man. So let's go back to the 6th of February when the Mavs traded for Kyrie Irving. So the Mavs got Kyrie, Markeith Morris. The Nets got Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, 2019 first-round pick, two future second-round picks. I was so happy about that trade because I either wanted I wanted Kyrie to go to either LA, you know, reunite with LeBron, or to Dallas and get Luca some help, man, because that's all Luca needs is some help. And the Nets GM, very petty, made it his business not to send Kyrie to LA. I'm sure LA was probably at the top of his list, and he made sure he didn't send him there. Pet. T. 
But you can't you can't knock that, man. It's business at the end of the day. It is. And I don't think those two ever saw eye to eye and, and this is how it ended, right? But he still sent him to a great team. He just didn't send him to play with LeBron. I don't know if it's a LeBron thing. Like, everybody hates LeBron. They don't want to see him have a great time. Or it's uh, a, just a Kyrie thing. He just hates Kyrie. I don't know. But I know he hates me because uh, that ruined my damn day. I was like, gosh. I wanted. I really wanted Kyrie and LeBron and AD to be a thing. But I would say Kyrie and Luka. That's a hell of a, uh, hell of a second place prize. A hell of a consolation. You know what I mean? Consolation is something I don't know about. I I know nothing about second place. Being as though I've uh, won my my second fantasy football Super Bowl. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. First place is all I know. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm just saying, I just looked over and I saw my ring and my trophy and I said, oh my God. But that's not what I'm here for. I'm talking about NBA, right? So Kyrie already with the Mavs. Mavs are 2 0 under his watch. Luke hasn't played yet. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. I love it. I love it. I love what what Kyrie and K. Um, whoa, excuse me, not Kyrie and KD. That that that's not a thing anymore. I love what Kyrie and Luca are going to be able to do with each other and for each other. Those two together may turn into the best backcourt in the league. Like they may turn into the best duo in the league. Okay, point blank. But separate, when one needs a blow, Luka needs a blow. Kyrie, obviously, is going to take over and, and run the floor and vice versa. I don't, I mean, granted, I, I, I love the Luka masterclasses when we've seen him score 50 and do it. But we, I, I don't want to, we don't need to see that on a nightly basis. And we won't see it again. I don't think it's going to be a 40 and a 40. From both of them, like they're, it's going to be so crazy because I they're going to be able to the spacing and the defenses are going to have to pick one. Like you're not going to be able to stop both, man. It's it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Um, now the counter to that trade, we're going to skip over some trades and then we'll get back to what else happened. But the counter to that was the biggest one, the biggest trade that we saw. This this Kevin Durant to Phoenix thing, man. I woke up to this the other morning. Woke up for work, getting ready for school, and my guy KP, who's still living in Phoenix right now, he texted me. He said, "KD." I'm like, what? I'm like, no, no context. Then I look in the group message. They yelling. I said, "What the hell are we yelling about?" Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns. Get the hell out of here. Get out, man. Get the hell out. Get out. No way that happened. Fam, KD, Kevin Durant. I hate to say this. Biggest coattail rider of all time. Biggest, man. The biggest. The biggest. It's like he finds himself for the second time, for the third time, just joining a faction that's already set, man. It's like when everybody joined the NWO and they turned into the Wolfpack NWO or the LWO. The B- like, fam. No. First, you go to the Warriors. Then you go to the Brooklyn Nets. Now you find yourself in Phoenix. So that's the counter to me. I think that's the counter to the Kyrie trade. Obviously, because we saw what Luka did by himself. Last year, getting the Suns out of there. But now he has Kyrie. So, the the Suns say, oh, my God. They're going to do it again. We got to get something big. They're going to get KD. I hope, I pray to God. Y'all know I hate the Suns. I hate Devin Booker. I hate Chris Paul. I want nothing but failure for Chris Paul. That's all I want for Chris Paul. I, I just want to watch him lose every year. Nothing would satisfy me more than the Mavs sending the the Phoenix Suns home in the playoffs this year. Nothing would satisfy me more. I would love to see that again. But the full deal, 
Kevin, I didn't. Yo, I'm watching the Nets game the other night after the Kyrie thing. I didn't even know TJ Warren was with the Nets. I I didn't know that. I, and he cut his braids off. Two things I didn't know. Not only that, he was also involved in this deal. Him and Kevin Durant go to Phoenix. The Nets get Mikel uh, Bridges, Cam Johnson, Juan Pablo. Who the hell is Juan Pablo Varlet? Damn, I smoked that. Juan Pablo Varlet. That's tough. 2023 first round pick. 2025 first round pick. 2027 first round pick. 2028 first round pick swap. 2028 second round uh, pick. 2029 first round pick. 2029 second round pick. My God. Bucks receive Jay Crowder. It's a three team, four team deal. Pacers got George Hill, Sergi Baca. I don't know that fella. Three first round, second round, three future second round picks from Milwaukee. Cash considerations from Brooklyn. Okay. Another trade that happened that was pretty interesting. Uh, what else did we see happen? Oh, poor John Wall gets sent back to Houston. Uh, the Rockets got Danny Green and John Wall and a protected pick swap from the Clippers. The Clippers get Eric Gordon, three future, three future second-round picks. The Grizzlies receive Luke Kennard. Speaking of the Grizzlies, somebody on Twitter said this is John Morant and the, the Grizzlies' fault. They said they was fine in the, in the West, and then the NBA sent the blitz. Not just any uh, blitz, uh, all like an all-engaged blitz. Like they sent the damn Avengers to the West. Good luck to the Memphis Grizzlies. Man. God bless. Uh, what else did I see that I thought was worth talking about as far as the trade deadline goes, man? What, what else did we see? Uh, the whole whoa, whoa, oh the Lakers, man. The Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Timberwolves receive Mike Conley, uh, Nikelly Alexander-Walker, a couple picks. Jazz receive Russell Westbrook, Juan Toscano-Anderson. Uh, oh, yeah, poor Pat Bev, man. Pat Bev was excited about the D'Angelo Russell thing, talking about the game. The gang was back together. And then what happened to Pat Bev? He got traded to Orlando for Mo Bamba, who still has not arrived in LA, he's still driving his U-Haul truck, trying to get there and join the Lakers. So we'll we'll be on Mo Bamba watch as the next couple of days unfold. You know. Speaking of Russell Westbrook, man, I this 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 Russell Westbrook sympathy propaganda has got to stop, man. It has got to stop. Like, y'all not going to sit here and look me in my face and say, oh, my God, this is so dirty. This is so wrong. How how could they do this? What do you mean? Y'all going to act like Russ been hooping, man? Has he been trying? Sure. Has he been hooping? No. Come on, man. Come on. This man puts up a three and hits the backboard. Everybody in the arena got a duck. Think they shooting in there. He turning the ball over every chance he get. Damn near ruined LeBron's night the other night. Now, he was a part of the comeback at the end because AD just ain't feel like playing the other night. But come on, fam. And I don't I don't mind Westbrook. Not really a Westbrook fan. But I will tell you this. The way y'all acting right now, players even, fans, y'all gonna make me not like him no more. Same way I don't like D-Rose. Like, Russell Westbrook is moving up on that list of people I hate. I do not like Derrick Rose. I hate Derrick Rose. Can't stand him. Yeah, he had a cool MVP rookie year. Hell yeah. He's a great player. He tore his ACL. Ain't been right ever since, right? But ever since this man came back multiple times. Bleacher Report, ESPN. This man checks into a game. Oh, my God, they tweeting out roses. They tweeting out roses, then he go in the game and have four points and five turnovers. I don't give a damn about D-Rose, man. I'm making me feel the same way about Westbrook. I don't feel, what about, why do I feel bad for what Russell Westbrook? I feel bad for LeBron James, that he had to deal with that. Now, granted, that's what it was half of his business, but still, I feel bad for me having to watch him. Oh, how could they? Just when he was just comfortable coming off the bench. I can't believe that they would do this. 
please. Y'all don't do y'all feel bad for Pat Bev? He got traded too. Bet y'all don't give a damn about that though. God damn Russell Westbrook. Man, I don't give a damn about him. Cool guy. Right? Do I think that some of the hate he gets is unwarranted? Sure. But y'all not going to sit here and act like he been balling like it's 2016 or something. Like that Russ is gone. Come on, man. Be real. Let's be real here. All right? Because y'all not going to sit here and act like if... Fam, y'all play 2K, right? Y'all play uh, my GM. Y'all going to sit here and act like y'all not trading Russell Westbrook the first chance y'all get? Shut up. Shut the hell up. Y'all lying if you say otherwise, man. Y'all lying if you say otherwise. You know, something I was going to spend some time on was the rise and fall of the Scary Hours Nets. But I, it's really nothing I can say. Like, I could say a lot, but I, I, I don't want to, man. I don't. I just don't feel like wasting my breath because it was a waste, man. It was a waste. It was a waste. It was it was disappointing. It was it was like they never matched the hype. They barely played together. I think it was like less than twenty games. They were all, all three of them on the floor together. There were injuries. There was there was coaches, head coaches fired and 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 there was also KD stepping on the line. Like there was just a bunch of disappointments in the scary hours era from nineteen to twenty three. Just nothing but disappointment. You bring in James Harden, that doesn't work. He gets out immediately. You bring in Ben Simmons. Has Ben Simmons even played a game? He probably has, but it ain't been nothing that I need to talk about. So, like, fam, it was just a bunch of disappointment. And I think that management mishandled this very, very badly, you know, as far as finding a coach. I don't think Steve Nash was ever the guy. Um... I don't know if the problem... I don't think the problem was with the players. I don't think KD Kyrie had a problem. I don't know. Uh, here's Kyrie, what he had to say about it. Uh, well, it's not the first time we'll be uh, compet in competition as brothers. Uh, you know, I'm just praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of, um, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty. Uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive and whether that be together or whether that be apart there's never been one moment where I felt like um, he's been angry at me for decisions I've made or I've been angry at him um, we've just tried to understand each other a lot better and um, grow as human beings grow as brothers um, you know his business changes so quickly um, he's getting a little bit older I'm getting a little bit older I just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference and, and I welcome all that you know get to see him a little bit more probably playing against Phoenix a lot more and um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, uh, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. So it, it, it more so feels like the beef was with management, you know, ownership, you know, with especially everything he went through with the uh, taking a leave of absence, and then the the COVID thing, and then the thing with the Jewish community. It, it, it he, he had a lot going on, man. And, and, but you look at how it started in 2019. You know, they signed KD Kyrie, but KD doesn't play the entire first season. You know, he's recovering from the torn Achilles. So off rip, it just was bad a bad start for this this version of the Nets, man. Um, but it's over now. It's over. Uh, I don't. I don't think we hear about the Nets again for a very long time. And you look at this though. This is not the first time they've tried to just soup this organization, this team up. I mean, you go back to the beginning. You know, with with Paul Pierce and KG and all the other old heads they had. You know, trying to make something happen in Brooklyn, but it, it just didn't happen. And then you fast forward to 2019, they do the same, try to do something similar and just put a super team together. It just did not work. Didn't work. You know, they, they ripped that young core away that they had and tried to build something with superstars and it just never came about. You know, I mean, think about all the people that came and went. You had Blake Griffin, Marcus Aldridge, Andre Drummond, 
uh, Patty Mills. It was just a lot happening up there, man. They just tried to put a lot of cast of characters around these two guys that barely even touched the floor together. It just didn't work. It didn't work, you know. And I just, I'll never forget, bro. The group message, couple, couple fellas in the group message. I ain't gonna name them. Rob and Dev swore to me up and down. Still, even leading into this season, Makai swore the Nets was gonna do something. Nets ain't do a damn thing. Still have nothing but losses, nothing but controversy. You know. And um, yeah, man, I I I wish the best for Kyrie, but I wish the worst for Kevin Durant, man. I wish the worst. I I hope. I hope the Suns lose so bad, bro. I hate the Suns, bro. Ooh, I can't stand them. Ugh. Am I done with basketball yet, man? Like I'm, I oh I'm oh I'm getting I'm getting upset. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. What's next, man? Can we please tell me it's time to talk about football? Thank God. Oh, and I got some more hate. I've been hating a lot this episode, but that's fine. Ain't no problem with that. Ain't nothing wrong with being a hater, man, when it's warranted. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I woke up early this morning just to hate. Now I'm about to tell y'all why I hate Super Bowl week. It's so unserious, man. So unserious, bro. Like, it's already a week off. Then a whole nother week just for the media to come in there and, and get on my damn nerves. And I, am I the media? Yes. But I'm not them, man. I'm not at Super Bowl. I should be. Feel like I should be at you know Super Bowl Road. One day I will be, right? One day, but right now I'm, I'm here and I'm talking about them. Hate Super Bowl week. Like I, I the the older I get, the more I understand why Marshawn Lynch did what he did. Man, I, I I really do because the questions they're just so dumb. Like oh my god, man! Let, let, you know what? Let's just get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Cause I I don't want to start the segment before I get into the segment because I just have a lot to get off my chest about this, man. It's just like, ugh, the same questions. Oh, this so stupid. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm gonna answer with the same answer, so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. 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 I'm just here so I won't get fined. here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. That's that like that's the type of energy I will bring to the Super Bowl fan. Because you got guys like Brandon Marshall sitting up here asking Andy Reid who his top three rappers are dead of a lot dead or alive. I don't wanna I don't wanna see Andy Reid talk about hip hop man. Like I don't I don't want to see that. Like, I know Super Bowl week has turned into this big thing, and it's all about the money. Like, I know that. I know it's huge. I know the Super Bowl is huge. I know that the media row is a big thing, and we all want to talk about the game. I'm going to tell you all something right now. I haven't watched any of it. I haven't watched any of it, man. I haven't even watched Pat and the boys this week. I just don't. It's overwhelming to me. Always has been. Like I, I can only imagine how it is as a player. I haven't even like I haven't watched ESPN. I haven't watched the NFL Network. I've watched none of the coverage leading up to the game. Like I just don't have I don't have the urge to. I don't have it, man. I, I'm just ready for the game. Like there's nothing that y'all can do to sell this game to me when I already want to see it. Like I'm I'm already sold on it. I was sold on it when the two teams. Uh, advanced to the Super Bowl two weeks ago. Like, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. You got Brandon Marshall sitting up here. Just listen to this, man. All right. Brother, so how you doing? Good, man. Good. All right, great. Um, Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. 
hearing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, makes me it makes you feel great. Uh, then uh, it, she's uh, she's gonna crush it at halftime. I have family members that I think are more excited about the halftime show than they are the game. Um, and so uh, whatever Rihanna says is like like the gospel. So I'm glad that she she went with me for that for that honor. She didn't. She oh. didn't. I was just messing. Around. Oh man. <laughs> You got, you got me up here smiling and smirking. <laughs> okay, all right, my last question. Like, do you want a viral moment for that weak-ass podcast so bad? Like, is that really what you need, man? Like, fam, come on, man. Come on, I'm not, I'm tired of it, man. I hate it. As a player, biggest game in your life, potentially biggest game of your career, and... Not only do you have to prepare for a game, but you got to take time out of your schedule, out of your day, out of your preparation. You go sit in a damn seat for hours answering dumbass questions. Half of them have nothing to do with football. Like, I was watching the, uh, oh, my God. Also, I'm about to talk, tell you something. If y'all have not watched the Bullies of Baltimore yet, the new 30 for 30 on the 2000s Ravens, please go watch that. It's, it's, it's overtaking the uh, USC Trojan War as my favorite 30 for 30. And that's not just that's not my Baltimore bias. It was just well done, well put together, man. Uh, Shannon Sharp, Ray Lewis, Goose, R.I.P., Rod, Rod uh, Woodson, uh, Coach Belichick. Whoa, not Belichick. Coach Billick. Wow. Coach Billick. Uh, Trent Dilfer's bum ass. I can't stand Trent Dilfer. I really can't. Uh, you know, they had the guys up there, man, and it was good, man. It was good to see them and um, good to hear them reflect and all the footage they had, you know, from the hard knocks and showing all how dominant that defense was was insane, man. And, um, you know, man, growing up here in Baltimore, I was a Ravens fan as a kid. I can admit that. You know, as, a, as I've grown up, I had I chose between the Ravens and Packers. I chose the Packers. We've talked about that. But Ray Lewis was my favorite player growing up. Like I played rec ball. I'm doing Ray Lewis before the dance, for the games. Um, I got I'm painting my face like Ray Lewis, and I'm I'm not talking about when I was five or six. I'm, I was about fourteen doing this, man. Like my last year of rec ball was my freshman year of high school, um, and I was doing a Ray Lewis dance for every game. It wasn't a joke to me. You feel me? Still to this day, I can hit it, hit the squirrel. But I brought that up to say in that. Doc, when the Ravens went to the Super Bowl, they showed how the media hounded Ray Lewis about his double murder case that had already been uh, closed. And that that's not football, right? It's not football. So I just don't think that the media availability is needed. I think one day of it, like Monday, let's do Super Bowl week like this, Monday, one day of of media availability. After that, man, let these guys go, man. Let them lock in. Let them soak it all in. Like they they don't need to be a part of every. Like we don't need to see this, man. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Just don't think it's necessary. And and what I really hate that is something that's just started these last couple years. Why are the teams fraternizing so much? Like the only two players that should be is maybe the Kelsey brothers. But I don't want to see Brandon Graham and Patrick Mahomes on stage um, telling each other how how good. I don't want to see that, man. I don't want to see that. It's too friendly, man. It's too friendly. It's too much brotherly love for me. Way too much. I can't stand it, man. I cannot stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I really do. I can't stand it. I just think that it's unnecessary. Uh, you know, like the entertainment value is, is eh, whatever. But nah, man, nah, we don't need that, man. We don't need that more than we need a Toy Story Five. Like, who the hell ordered a to uh, the Toy Story Five? Who did that? Whose idea was that? I don't want that. I don't want that. Like in all seriousness, though, like Toy Story should have been done with three. It was the per- it was the perfect send off. Andy goes to college, passes toys on to a new girl. We're done. Wash our hands of it. We're good. No, they had to come back for a fourth one. Took us to the damn circus. 
brought along Forky. Streets did not ask for Forky. But here we are. And now they try to give us another one. No, 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 no. Now, Zootopia 2? Cool. I'm on board with that. Hell of a film. Frozen 3? Give it to me. Yeah. Appreciate that. But if they made, like, a Cars 4 or something, I'll flatten Lightning McQueen's tires my damn self. We good with a trilogy. That's what people go wrong. Three is good. Three is good. Like, Lil Wayne should have stopped the Carter series at three. Went into another, do another album series, man. There should be not, there's no reason we should be waiting for another Carter. No. Three is good. We're about to get ready for the 10th Fast and Furious movie. That's insane. But I will be there opening weekend. That's all I'm saying. The point I'm trying to make here, people, is <laughs> Super Bowl Media Week, Super Bowl Week is just unnecessary, man. It's unnecessary. It's just not needed. I think it's annoying to the coaches. I think it's annoying to the players. Like, I don't know if they feel this way, but I know me as a fan outside looking in. That's how I feel, man. I, I just think it's unnecessary. I do. I think it's unnecessary. Um, I know y'all are probably, you know, expecting me to give y'all some in-depth preview of the Super Bowl. and I was going to, man, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for the game, but I just want the Chiefs to win, like. I think it's going to come down to um, the Eagles defense and that that front line and the Chiefs secondary because the Chiefs secondary is very suspect. And Jalen Hurts, his deep ball is suspect. But if this Chiefs secondary can't strap up, um, it's going to be a problem. Now, they did play a good game against Joe Burrow. And the in the Eagle in the Chiefs D line did play a good game against the Bengals O line. So if the Chiefs can, you know, get Jalen Hurts off his spot and, and, and force him to throw the ball. Now Robbie Gold said, No, I don't know Robbie Gold. It felt a little wrong. But if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, you got a good chance of winning. I'm not saying that's it's wrong, but hey, he ain't lying, man. He ain't lying. He's not. He's not lying. You feel me? I mean He's not, man. He's not. Uh, I'm rolling with the Chiefs. Y'all know how I feel about the Eagles and their fans, and I just don't want to see anybody else in the NFC win the Super Bowl if it's not Green Bay. Um, so I'm rolling with the Chiefs tomorrow. Like, I don't I don't have much for y'all as far as that goes, man. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have a big uh, – like, I've – I don't know, man. I just don't. You know, it's the last football game of the year, and, you know, you would think – I mean, a football game of the season, you would think I would have come in here, oh, yeah, because of these numbers. Those, I just don't have that energy for y'all today. I don't. You know, this is a celebration. It's 200 episode, and uh, that's all I got as far as that stuff goes. So now let's get into the mushy stuff, and then I'll get you guys out of here. And, uh, yeah, man, that's that's it, man. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, so before I get you guys out of here, um, I just want to say thank you guys um, for listening. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you guys for the retweets, the shares, the reposts, the listens, the feedback. Um, you know, this this is not, like I said last week, man, this is not easy. Um, 200 episodes is not easy. This week. Recording this was not easy. You guys know this episode was supposed to drop on Tuesday, but that's just the type of pressure I put on myself for perfection. Um, I when I when I record these shows, man, I don't record them for my health. I record them because I know that somebody's going to listen to this. Somebody is going to come to this show to enjoy and to be entertained. And if it's not good, if it's not great, if it's not up to standards, I won't give. I won't put it out. You know, I'm I'm more of a first take kind of guy, like one and done. But if it, it's not good, I've recorded four, five, six, seven, eight times. I'll stop. I'll shut everything down and go lay down. And then a couple of days later, then you'll get it. All right. So we look back on how we got here 
and why I'm only, I say only because I've been doing this almost 500 years. I feel like, I mean, almost five years. I feel like maybe there should be more episodes. But 200 is a big accomplishment. You think about the breaks I've taken, I've taken over these last couple of years for my own, you know, just reset and resetting myself, resetting the show, rebranding. And because of you, you have to, man, you have to evolve. You listen to this show today. And you go back and listen to the earlier episodes. It sounds different. It feels different. You listen to this show today. You go listen to a show a year ago today. It sounds different. I have to continue to evolve. I have to continue to figure out different ways to entertain. And different ways to stand out. Because there are a million people doing this. But there's nobody else doing it like me. You understand what I'm saying? 200 episodes Most people don't even get past 20 Let alone get to 50 On my wall in my office The one I'm looking at There's a A a paper When I used to um, I used to Plan and plot my episodes Before I got a Mac Even when I still had When I first got a Mac I would write down my episodes On uh, Inspiral Notebooks I ripped the page out From episode 51 It was my NFL kickoff episode and I wrote it down, all the segments, and I signed it. And I put it up. I'm going to frame it. Because when I blow up, I'm going to remember where I started at. This show. Let me tell you something. Electrify started back in 2015. I don't know if y'all know that. Uh, it was a, a, sh- a closed circuit show shown on uh, Baltimore County Television on Comcast uh, Channel 73. And it was a sports talk show. It was just me, still, but it was uh, a studio show. A couple years later, 2018, I would turn into my podcast. Five years later, we're here. Um, you guys know me. You know my story. You know how I got here. You guys know, you know, leaving school in 2019, unfortunately, and then coming home. And, you know, I would like to thank my mom and grandma. Uh, mom and Nana for allowing me to turn the dining room. Look, man, we had a dining room table, entertainment center, TV. But I, they let me break all that down and turn that into my studio. All right, that was big for me. I needed that. Right, needed that. I had posters, desks. You guys remember the first iteration of my studio, man? You guys remember that? You know they they've been. You know, in my corner, since I was a baby, I was day one. Um, obviously, you know, my girlfriend, man, Aaliyah, she has been supporting me since she's known me. Um, you know, you look at you know, my office in here now, in our apartment, I appreciate her for allowing me to do this. Um, she hears me when I record. She tells, she texts me throughout my show and tells me how good I'm doing. Um, her and my dog, you know, they give me good feedback. You probably heard Izzy on an episode or two, but all jokes aside, man, it, she she knows what I go through on a daily basis and my struggles sometimes with this, and she talks me off the ledge all the time. She encourages me, supports me, biggest fan. Um, big shout out to my dad, man. Uh, over the years, he's bought me different mics and uh, always offered to buy me different things, man. He's like the first person to like the Electrified Pod Instagram post all the time, man. So shout out to him uh, for supporting me along the way. Definitely appreciate that. Um, thank you to the fellas, everybody in the family group message. Y'all know who y'all are. Um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, continue to put up with me and my foolishness and you know sometimes i might shoot an idea with you guys you know you guys might get the episode first I, I really appreciate you guys man um stadium scene tv dj kate thank you guys for taking me on a couple years ago and, and putting me on the stadium scene tv network and picking my show up and and allowing me to you know to have a bigger platform than i did i appreciate you guys for being a part of this journey to 200 um appreciate you but um yeah man thank you guys thank you to you right now listening um i appreciate it because without my listeners i have nothing literally what would i do it for i didn't have listeners 
listening to me talk on a weekly basis, who would I be talking to? It wouldn't be a podcast. It'd be a crazy man in a microphone. Right? Um, so, most importantly, man, thank God. Because without God, none of this is possible. I'm very grateful for the opportunities that presented to me, the blessings, those who I, you know, those to come that I haven't received yet, those that I have. Um, I started this podcast in the dorm, in my dorm room, in the closet, <laughs> with a ten twenty dollar microphone and a horrible HP laptop, and now we're here. Um. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. It's a big thing. It's a big accomplishment. And um, here's the 200, 200 more, man. Thank you guys for listening. Um, enjoy this episode, man. Really enjoy this episode. Share it, retweet it, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got for you guys this weekend, man. I'll be back on Tuesday. We'll be talking about the game, of course, and whatever else happens between now and then. And, um, yeah, so for the 200th time. I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.